Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to a brand new episode of ABC, The Amazing Beauty of Creation. Now, if you've been following us for the past few episodes, we've been talking about apex predators. And it's been quite interesting because these predatory animals are so widespread and so well adapted to their to their purpose. It's really amazing to to study them. Now, we've studied a lot of apex predators and today we're going to study something that's got a bit of a mythical name. It's a dragon. Now, the dragons that we know about from the books, from the from the Lord of the Rings books and uh, from a whole lot of other uh, fables and nursery time nursery school books that we've read, they are these giant fire-breathing lizard slash dinosaur-type creatures. And we know that dragons don't really exist, but do they? We actually do have a type of dragon that does exist and is actually alive and well, but it's not like the dragons that you see in the in the books. It's not fire-breathing, it doesn't fly, and it's not as big as you see them in the books and in the movies. What type of dragon is this? This is, my friends, the Komodo dragon. Now, the Komodo dragon is a reptile, and it's huge. I'm not going to uh, deny that. It is huge, and uh, it's actually from the lizard family. So, tell, tell us, the, the Komodo dragon, how, how big is it, and does it actually breathe fire? Okay, so the, to answer your second question first... No, it doesn't breathe fire. As cool as that would be to have an actual living creature that breathes fire. But I think that the name came just from its size and its its resemblance to a dragon. So as you mentioned, it's part of the lizard family. Uh, in fact, it's, it's the largest living lizard uh, on the planet today. Now, when, when I say lizard, don't mistake crocodiles for lizards. Crocodiles and alligators, they belong to a completely separate order uh, of creatures altogether uh, and lizards are a separate um, uh, order altogether and when you look at lizards lizards resemble dragons more so i think the name dragon is well more fitted for the komodo dragon even though it might not be as large as some of the crocodilians on, on the planet um, but that being said uh, komodo dragons are still considerably large creatures uh, males, on average, weigh between 79 and 91 kgs uh, when fully grown. So that's about the weight of, or slightly heavier than the average weight of a full-grown man. That's a big lizard. That's a it's huge, a huge lizard. lizard. You know, normally these lizards are these small things you see running up your walls. And this is in the same order of creatures. And it's, it's, the, the size difference is just so huge. But how, how are they looks-wise? Do they actually look like um, giant versions of the uh, domestic lizards? Very similar. They, of course, like some uh, features, like especially the, in the head region, is scaled up. But in, in in essence of it, they look just like or very similar. Like someone just you know took a picture of that small lizard and stretched it to make it big, and that's why I think the name dragon fits more. Because I mean, if you look at like lizards, especially if you look at one that size, it very closely resembles dragons in in certain illustrations and in certain games and movies, minus the wings, of course. 
But I think that's why that's probably where the the name Dragon came from in their name. Okay. Um tell us more about it. I mean, is it dangerous? Does it have I mean, being a predator obviously it's it might have some really big and sharp teeth, right? It does. I mean, think about it. This lizard can measure up to 2. Oh, the largest recorded Komodo dragon is actually uh, 3.13 meters in length. So Obviously, a predator of that size would need weaponry to, to, to help it take down prey of that size. And the Komodo dragon has a large mouth, and its mouth is filled with up to 60 serrated teeth. 60 sharp and serrated teeth. And each of its teeth can be up to 2.5 centimeters long, depending on the size of the lizard. Wow, that can, that can cause some considerable damage. That's 60... 2.5 centimeter high chisels, you can call them, or blades, razor blades. Exactly, and the amount of damage they can do to, to creatures, and that's their primary weapons of attack. They don't use their claws and things like, like some larger predator or some mammal predators would do. So they use exclusively, almost exclusively, their teeth to sink in and just slash flesh and cause as much damage as, as possible. And just like sharks, Komodo dragons replace their teeth if their teeth get damaged and fall off they can continuously replace them oh nice if we had that oh it would make (laughs) trips to the dentist so much less frequent yeah just push out the old ones and uh, a new one a new set is just just below that so i mean what do what do komodo dragons eat obviously these are huge creatures they're predatory creatures uh what, what what exactly do they do they eat Okay, so they are carnivores, so they eat meat, and they are very opportunistic, and they'll eat just about anything that they come across. Uh, And a large part of their diet actually comes from carrion that they scavenge, so uh, dead animals that they come across or they sniff out, they'll approach that and, and eat it, and a large part of their diet comes from that. But they are also hunters, and they are ambush predators now because they are lizards they can't really move that fast so they'll either wait in ambush or they'll spot a creature far away and they'll slowly stick in low to the ground they'll sneak up on that creature and once they're close enough to their their prey item they'll then charge really quickly in and most of the time they'll try to grab the underside of that creature's throat Oh, and slash okay. that and try to kill them. That's a typical um, hunting strategy of uh, of a lot of uh, predatory animals. They cut off the breathing and suffocate the prey in that way. True. And I think the difference between them and some other creatures like lions is that lions will sometimes hold on to their prey's throat and try to suffocate them that way and hold them down with their paws. But Komodo dragons, I think they're a lot more brutal. They just slash and bite deep and rip as much as they can to try and cause as much damage as they can to that creature. And that's how they they hunt their prey. And animals that they hunt, again, they are opportunistic. So depending on the size of like whether they are hatchling or whether they are an extremely large individual, the creatures that they hunt will vary. And it will range from like insects and birds and their eggs uh, to other reptiles, including smaller Komodo dragons. Some, there are cannibals in, in some uh, scenarios. Uh, and even mammals, ranging from things like the size of monkeys to goats and deer and even creatures 
as large as horses and buffaloes. That is huge. Now, how? I mean, how would they reach a buffalo's throat? It would or take a jump, maybe. They do. They they can rear back on their for like pounce up sort of on their back legs so that they they almost like stand in. And you'll see this a lot when when they're fighting also yeah. when they're wrestling with one another. They almost like stand up and start pushing each other to the floor. Okay. And they use and um, an interesting thing about Komodo dragons is that sometimes they they live and hunt in groups. So several Komodo dragons will start pouncing on and, and attacking a single prey item. And, I mean, evidently they are they're actually quite effective at living and hunting together, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I haven't heard of any, any reptiles that actually have this kind of social behavior. Perhaps uh, they might be the only ones. It's possible. Now, when a Komodo dragon, they have actually two different way, methods of eating, depending on the size of the prey that they are eating. So if they hunt a large creature like a buffalo or horse, and there's multiple of them eating, they will use their, their front limbs to push down on their prey item, and then they'll use their sharp teeth to rip large chunks of flesh out and swallow that. And when they're living together, the larger ones eat first, and then the smaller ones, and then the smaller ones, and the smallest ones will eat last. And sometimes if they are similar sized, then they even battle one another. And if one gets seriously injured, then he just becomes part of the meal, and they'll eat him as well. Oh, that's brutal. That is, there's a very brutal society Komodo dragons share. And the second method of eating is actually, you know, even more brutal. They will, if the creature is small enough for them, they will swallow it whole just like how snakes do. And sometimes the creature isn't even completely dead when they start swallowing it. Which just is like a python. Yeah, but, but you know, with, with snakes, snakes will, will constrict that, uh, that creature or envenomate it, wait for it to die and then swallow it. Komodo dragons, sometimes they, they rush the whole procedure and they, they just start swallowing it. And it takes them a while to swallow large prey. So uh, to speed up the process... They'll sometimes ram the creature into uh, either like a rock or a tree to sort of force it down its throat quicker. And it sometimes it bangs so hard that the tree that it's knocking against will fall down. Wow, doesn't that, doesn't the Komodo hurt its internals, like its I mean, jaws yeah. and its throat? It, it must have really strong like internal linings to be able to... Uh, to handle that and Definitely just like it seems like it yeah and, and just like snakes they can open their mouths quite large and their throats can expand as well to accommodate swallowing such large prey so they are sort of like you know a mixture between snakes and other predators in terms of their feeding method which i think is really fascinating you know they share both characteristics now, after a Komodo dragon eats, and they eat a lot, they can eat up to 80% of their body weight. That so, is a lot of food. I mean, do they have such big stomachs? I mean, yeah, and they do. And what's interesting is that they need to digest quickly because if they don't digest it, because they have that much food, that food can actually start to rot in their stomachs. And then that could poison the Komodo dragon. So they to speed up the process, they'll crawl over to a very sunny spot and then they'll just bask in there and that helps speed up the digestion digestion process but just imagine eating 80% of your body weight i what i'm trying to 
Well, well, what I'm struggling with is that food that it eats, where is it stored? I mean, if it's 80% of its body, is that does that mean that 80% of its body, of its abdomen is is stomach? Just one yeah, maybe it's, stomach. Its stomach can expand quite a bit. Uh, and maybe its stomach is a lot larger than, than most other creatures as well. Yeah. That's I mean, just truly amazing. And because of this and because of their slow metabolism, Komodo dragons only really need to eat about once a month. They can suffice on just 12 meals in a year. Okay. And so they'll eat and then they'll go and just relax somewhere on a cliff somewhere and digest and then just live off that energy. Take a holiday for a month. Correct. And then after they digest, all the, they'll regurgitate all of the, the waste products. So like things that they can't digest, like the hair and the teeth and the horns of their prey items, they'll regurgitate all of that up. And it comes out sort of like this big mass of goo. Like there's just this mass of hair and things just all pushed together into like a ball and then they just cough that up. Yeah, that sounds gross. It does. And okay, before we move ahead, right, um, where do Komodo dragons actually live? Okay, they live in and or on and around the, the Komodo islands. So there's a handful of just a few islands that they, they call home, all in the uh, Australasia region. So I'm not 100% sure on the map where they, they, that would be, but, you know, in the vicinity of Indonesia and in that okay. area. So are the islands named after the, the creatures or are the creatures named after the islands? Good I question. Think I think the creatures are named after yeah, the islands. I think that the island's name came first. All right. Now, what's the, what's the next thing? Tell us something interesting about okay. about these. Okay. The the next thing about the the Komodo dragons is actually not something about them at all. It's actually just a misconception that that uh, people have. You see, when a Komodo dragon or dragons when they hunt, they use their teeth to inflict damage on their prey. So they'll bite and they'll slash and rip as much as they can and try to kill that prey as quickly as possible to prevent it getting away. But there's this misconception that Komodo dragons in their saliva, it contains harmful bacteria and that bacteria infects the bite site and it, it, gets, it gets infected and then that creature will then go somewhere and die and the Komodo dragon will follow it and then when it eventually dies, the Komodo dragon will eat it. Almost like, like venom in a snake. Almost like that. And so you're saying that's, that's just a misconception? It's completely false. And, you know, there's an accompanying fact or misconception to that is that they say sometimes Komodo dragons have chunks of rotten flesh in their teeth and in their mouths to help cultivate these bacteria. That's also completely false. I mean, in fact, Komodo dragons have pretty good dental hygiene for any creature. Uh, in fact, after they eat or after they sometimes they, they regurgitate their meals, they'll spend about 20 minutes cleaning their mouth. They'll, eat, they'll lick their teeth clean and they'll make their faces and they'll even rub their mouths and their, their faces in some bushes or on some leaves to try and get most of the dirt out. Well, you so, see that, kids? Brush your teeth. Even, even the, the Komodo dragons brush their teeth. Correct. So, so you should brush your teeth. There's, there's no such thing as harmful bacteria that becomes infected in their mouths. They have just about the same amount of bacteria as any other predator out well, there. That, that, that notion doesn't even make sense from a scientific perspective. Because, I mean, even if they are bacteria, let's put it that way, right? How long will it take that bacteria to actually penetrate the, the immune system of the, the victim mm -hmm. and 
actually start taking effect and make that creature sick. It'll take weeks, days, maybe weeks before that bacteria actually kicks in. So I, I, I'm guessing that people, you know, mistake the bacteria for for venom because, I mean, venom works immediately, but not definitely not uh, bacteria. But there's one other thing I heard about Komodo dragons, and I need you to clarify that. And that is they can reproduce, a, a female can reproduce without a male. Is that another misconception? That is actually true, and it's truly fascinating the way that they do it. Um, you see, okay, this is gonna. I'm gonna go into a bit of the genetics of of breeding, but I'll I'll try to be as simple about it as possible. So you see, just like how mammals like us and some other creatures have X and Y chromosomes that determine our gender. So two X chromosomes means you're a girl, and an X and a Y chromosome means you're a boy. Reptiles have, or some reptiles have, a slightly different system. They have a ZW system. So if a creature has two Z chromosomes, it's a, f- a, a female, I mean, it's a male. And if they have a Z and a Y chromosome, then they are a female. Now, normally when there's a male and a female that mate, the male will give one of his chromosomes off. And it doesn't matter which one because they are both Zs. And then the female will determine the gender of the baby because if she gives off her Z chromosome, the baby will have a ZZ makeup and it will be a girl, I mean, a boy. But if she gives her W chromosome off, it'll become ZW and then it will be a girl. So ZZ is male and ZW is female. Female, correct. Okay. But when a female is uh, reproducing on her own, which is a process called pathogenesis, she's the only donor of a chromosome and she'll give one of her chromosomes to her egg and her egg will duplicate whatever chromosome she gives. So if she gives a Z chromosome, that egg will duplicate the chromosome and turn it into a ZZ makeup and thus a baby boy will be born or uh, will hatch. Uh, And if she gives the W chromosome, it duplicates it, it becomes WW. And because there is no gender with WW makeup, that egg doesn't develop at all. That's very interesting. So, yeah, when Komodo dragons, when when the females reproduce on their own, all of their babies will be males. Sometimes they can lay up to 17 eggs in a clutch and only the ones that are males will hatch. Okay, so then... uh because they are ZZ uh, Because chromosomes. they have the ZZ makeup. So in effect, she's actually cloning herself. Even though her, her babies will be all male, they're essentially genetic clones of her. Correct. And because of that way, she can actually, Komodo dragons can actually, or a female one, can develop a breeding colony again by then breeding with her her offspring and then producing male and female babies. Wow, that's amazing. Life finds a way, right? It does. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, if you read the Jurassic Park books where, you know, the uh, the dinosaurs, although they were all supposed to be female, but that. suddenly there were there were babies hatching. So this is very similar to that. And it's it's an actual... So, the, I mean, the books are not completely fictitious because, you know... It's, it, it's based on science. So the, so the science. scientists at, at Jurassic Park actually overlooked this this characteristic of Komodo dragons and thought that by just having females, they're going to control the populations, but then the population suddenly exploded because they found a way to reproduce themselves using parthenogenesis. 
Is that how you pronounce it? Parthenogenesis. Uh I I I think so. I'm not 100% sure about the pronunciation. Okay, um and another actually uh, another interesting thing about the the genetics of uh Komodo dragons is that in their blood scientists discovered a powerful antibacteria. And what they did is they harvested some of the blood and then in a lab they synthesized that antibacteria and they tested it against some some uh, bacteria that are native to humans and they found out that this antibacteria that they found in the komodo dragons is extremely efficient at killing even some bacteria that were resilient to other drugs that's interesting that means these these creatures are somehow the well the creator gave them this antibacteria to look after themselves against um all kinds of illnesses so they don't have to go to a doctor correct and what's interesting about this antibacteria is that it even promotes healing in in wounds so if you apply it to a wound that that synthesized antibacteria that they produced it actually helps that wound to heal faster it promotes the cells to repair themselves a lot quicker which again it's it's so fascinating i mean this komodo dragon comes built in with it but we got to we got to make it in a lab Why isn't this uh, antibacteria um, uh, commercially available or is it commercially available yet? I think it's still going under some testing right. and then it probably will become commercially available or available to to doctors worldwide. Oh. I mean there's so much we can learn from from different creatures and there's so much of uh, of cures for common sicknesses in their blood in their in the way that that they protect themselves against illnesses so much that we can actually learn from are we running out of time yeah it looks like we've yeah. uh, actually run out of time wow this has been an interesting ex- episode talking about the real life living dragons it's very interesting i'd actually like to see a komodo dragon in uh, in real life where, where, where can we see them are they only uh, viewable at the komodo islands Or can you see them in in zoos and other parts of the world? Uh, you can see them in zoos. Quite a few zoos around the world have Komodo dragons. And if you can't see a Komodo dragons, they are a part of the monitor lizard family and quite a few monitor lizards, some of the smaller cousins of Komodo dragons are quite popular in the pet trade. So you might be in a in an exotic pet shop, you might be able to see the smaller cousin of a Komodo dragon. I think I've seen a couple at the Ushaka Marine World in Durban. Yes, yes, there is in there is some uh, Komodo uh, monitor lizard species there as well. Awesome. Anyways, we're going to have to wrap up this episode. This has been another interesting and exciting episode of The Amazing Beauty of Creation. I'm your host Bilal Katrada and I'm your co-host Talha Katrada and we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs>